Welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast, the go-to source for Canadian entrepreneurs and business leaders. Join us as we dive deep into the heart of Canada's business community, bringing you inspiring stories, cutting-edge insights, and practical advice from our nation's brightest minds in marketing, innovation, leadership, and tech. Whether you're launching a startup or scaling your enterprise, our mission is to empower your journey with wisdom that makes a difference. Let's grow together, right here, right now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. My name is Maheen, and in every episode, we try to put our focus on small businesses that are a crucial aspect of our communities. These enterprises are not just the economic backbone of our neighborhoods, they represent the spirit of innovation and resilience. And today, we dive into the themes of finding and communicating purpose in business, effective people management, and fostering an empowerment drive. These elements are vital for any thriving business, small business. Joining us today is Dennis Goria, a young and visionary entrepreneur. And as the founder and CEO of Tidal Commerce and partner at Umbrella Incorporated, Dennis has demonstrated exceptional entrepreneurial skills. In just two years, he has led Tidal Commerce to become a formidable presence in the North American market, when with a theme spread across multiple countries and revenues exceeding $10 million. Dennis's journey, marked by his ability to scale his company rapidly and secure global clients, is nothing short of inspiring. Join us as we delve into Dennis's experiences and insights into purpose-driven business leadership. Good afternoon, Dennis, and welcome to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. How are you today? Fantastic. Thank you, Maheen. It's great to meet you and it's great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. We're, we're very pleased to have you with us, Dennis. I mean, your rapid rise as a young entrepreneur in the competitive world of e-commerce is incredibly inspiring. Let's start with our first topic, which is defining business purpose. I mean, a clear purpose, you know, is essential for guiding a business's direction and growth. Dennis, how did you go about identifying and communicating the purpose of your business and what impact has this had? Yeah, I think purpose is, you know, sometimes thought of a very, you know, flowery subject when it comes to business operations or building a business. But I think it's so fundamental and so important to get right at the beginning because it really kind of roots the core of everything you're doing and, and provides the roots of how you're going to grow. So how I came across it was through a couple of means. The first is books. I think, you know, when you're reading books, one of the authors you might come across from a business sense is Simon Sinek. And he writes about this topic quite a bit. So I think, you know, really looking at his body of knowledge exposed me that quite a bit. The other way that I learned was through a, a class I'm doing, kind of a three-year program for entrepreneurs. They had just an amazing speaker that came in and she happened to be like a disciple of Simon Sinek, like a mentee of his. And she had this great workshop and it kind of really teased that out and helped me provide a bit more language to it. So our company purpose at Umbrella is to adapt to change and to lead it really so that we provide that North Star that, you know, kind of what people are working towards, right? Hope that answers your question. It did. And thank you, uh, Dennis, for sharing your journey and defining your business's purpose. What advice would you give to entrepreneurs in discovering and leading with their business purpose? I think when it comes to discovery, it's, it's a hard one because it's, you know, everyone has their own journey for it. But one of the key tenets of purpose is values. Like you have to be very clear on your values. So what I was saying is uh, it really comes down to values to my mind. Like I think it starts there. So if you're very values driven 
and you have those clearly defined and you stick to your values because your values shouldn't change much as you progress through your journey, right? So at the end of the day, if your values are well-defined and you're clear to them, you can use those values to define also your purpose. You know, there's kind of a way to articulate it. And one other way I kind of found that's pretty interesting to really get to the root of it is to do things like strength tests. So there's like Clifton Strengths, which is a great one. You know, when you do these tests, they really kind of showcase, they show to you your natural strengths in, in your personality. So what I think happens is not you, you can extrapolate that information to really de- basically determine what are your values as a person? Where do you naturally lean towards? If you're not happy with that, okay, well, how can I be more mindful of where maybe the gaps are, right? So these are the things that I think are the toolkits or the tool pieces to be able to put together the purpose. But it is a hard thing to be able to encapsulate in a single sentence because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like trying to distill down the essence, right? Like, what's the purpose? Such a, it's such a big question, right? No, it's it's clear that a well-articulated purpose is key to business success and personal fulfillment. Now, earlier, Dennis, when we touched base on your on on a bit of information about yourself, you've you know kind of scaled your company rapidly and you've secured global clients. And we want to kind of get in the essence of people management in a global team, right? I mean, managing a diverse and global team presents unique set of challenges and opportunities. Both, could you share your approach to hiring and managing a team spread across different countries? countries? Absolutely. So in our case, you know, we started off with a strong team on shore, and it's been an amazing team that's just been able to deliver very high quality work, right? And typically, the, you know, the notion is that if you go offshore, the quality will suffer. And this is not necessarily true. It's just a matter of how you manage it. And typically, it ends up being on the eye of just the project management, as well as the way that the culture works together. So if you don't have a proper culture, you're not going to have a good end result. But as you go global, part of the part of the challenge becomes juggling all these different time zones and ensuring that there's overlap, that people still feel like there's a sense of community, even though they might not be meeting each other every day. This can be also achieved through things like offsites. You know, it can be achieved through a little bit more frequent meetings actually in person. So it doesn't need to be an offsite, but a little bit of travel here and there also helps, mm-hmm. as well as co-locations. So if there are you know, a particular number of people, let's say, in a, in a country or in a geography, it does help to have a co-location or a hub, like an office in those places. Contrary to other people going more hybrid and remote fully, I think still having an office space for people to really meet people face-to-face and have a safe space to really work out of that's not necessarily their home is also a good thing. Mm-hmm. No, there's no doubt about that. Now, to build on to this, uh, Dennis, how do you ensure consistent communication and team alignment across various regions? Really comes, like I, I would say, it boils up to the the leads, right? So if you have strong leaders, then those leaders will have, in turn, good direction, good process, good documentation. So you can't scale stuff that's all in someone's head. It needs to be well-documented. So Part of the magic is really to ensure that the leaders have done this before, that they have experience with leading a team, proven experience, right? So you do the reference checks. You really have to find the right people for the right seats. You have to be very strict with your hiring process, right? So in our case, we go through a very, very strict hiring process and our, you know, we're we're hiring very brilliant people on purpose. So it, it takes the time to really find those people, but then also sometimes it doesn't work out and it, it ha- like you have to be on top of just understanding and being able to communicate to each other if it's not working out at that point in time, right? So 
I think it really starts with a leader. And if things aren't working out, it becomes quite apparent pretty quickly. In a smaller team, you do have to be a little bit more involved on the day-to-day and probably even play a part in project management. But as you scale past, let's say, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 people, it's like it becomes very difficult to be in the weeds all the time. So you have to be able to rely on your leaders to be able to inform you. You have to be able to trust them. If you don't trust them, then you have a bigger problem on your hands. Right. Well, thank you, Dennis, for offering valuable lessons in building a cohesive and effective workforce. Now, let's talk about empowerment drive in business. I mean, creating a culture of empowerment is super crucial for motivating and retaining talent. What strategies do you employ at Tidal Commerce to foster an environment of empowerment? Great question for, for us. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we're very values driven. So it all boils down to values and having a purpose. Our company purpose is adapting to change and leading it. So really the values that boil up into that, there's five values, but one of the key ones that sticks out here that I'm thinking of, I would say there's there's a few here, but I think you'll see kind of where I'm trying to navigate this, but in terms of like how it all feeds together. So the five values seek to understand navigate chaos, make it happen, earn trust, be of service, right? All of them have a certain element of empowerment. So, you know, it's it's all kind of autonomous work. We're hiring people at the end of the day. So we're expecting these people to be able to stand their own, unless they're a little bit more of a junior that needs to be coached and mentored and gone to a point where they're able to really be elite. So when it comes to these values as a whole, they obviously tell a story there. There is one value in particular that I want to pick on, though, that is be of service. Be of service to us is just a very key, a clear instruction of it doesn't need, like, you don't have to do a lot to be human. You don't have to do a lot to care. But there's a certain element of service in anything. So especially in our line of work, the way that we help clients, because we're in a professional services firm, it is the most pure way of service, Right. But even then, there are ways of us going above and beyond that differentiate us a bit from our competitors. So it doesn't take much for us to put a bit of investment to showcase that, hey, listen, we're very, we're very invested into you. So this through those values, we try to basically empower people. We live this through our actions, right? So these values define our actions. So if we're saying be of service and earn trust, make it happen, navigate chaos and seek to understand... Like the way that we live these as well permeate, like it just, it kind of shows, right? So if we're earning trust, we're, we're never caught speeding. You know, we're working with clients to ensure that we're always finding the most equitable kind of balance of budget with features and things like that. So they, they feel like we're a true partner, right? Making it happen, not in a brutal way, but you know, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's work together on it, right? So no work is kind of beneath us in that sense. So that's that's kind of the mentality. I hope that answers your question. No, your emphasis really within your own business, you know, really highlighted the importance of nurturing a positive and productive work environment. Let's talk a little bit more about youth entrepreneurship. I mean, Dennis, as a young entrepreneur, you bring quite a fresh perspective to the business world. But can you share with our audience what unique challenges and opportunities have you encountered on your journey to entrepreneurship? And what message do you have for other young individuals who are looking to start their journey? Yeah, I started at a very young age. So I, I think any entrepreneur would kind of have an itch for entrepreneurship probably at an early age, but they don't really take a plunge for it until, you know, maybe later on until things are a little bit more stable. My approach and, you know, experience share is just to go for it whenever you're able to at a younger age because you have less to lose. I think there is a certain element of 
you know, uh, expectations and pressure and just normal society kind of saying, you know, you need a job or whatnot. So kind of at a younger age, it's a little bit more acceptable to experiment. And, you know, you might be able to get some decent success at a young age as well. There's a lot of people willing to support you. You have the guidance of mentors and people like that. And just generally, a lot of people that will root for you. As things get, you know, difficult in university, if there's like perhaps if you have a full workload, there's still responsibility of like balancing that act. I would always recommend to focus on your studies first, even if you're a youth entrepreneur, you know, prioritize the studies because you can always fall back on proper job. If you don't prioritize those studies, you know, you're, you don't really have a backup plan, no plan B, so to speak. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of programs out there that can support you. So the last thing I kind of experience share is just try applying for any program that's out there that can either provide a grant, can provide some incubation, can provide some mentorship. There's so many people out there that are willing to support young entrepreneurs. There's just not enough youth entrepreneurs that are you know, willing to sort of come out of their comfort zone and really talk about their ideas. You know, I'll tell you for one, like with these student competitions, one of these that I'm like running marketing for as a volunteer, there is a huge amount of support from the entrepreneurship community in Toronto alone, let alone all of Canada, like different pockets in each major city. And we just can't get enough student entrepreneurs to participate or apply for these, you know, huge events. And we're giving away a lot of money. You know, we're giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's not, you know, it's this could be life-changing for some students, but there's just not enough awareness, right? So yeah, I hope that provides some context to your question. And as your experiences, you know, as a young entrepreneur, are both inspiring and instructive, offering a roadmap for other young business leaders listening to us today. But uh, let's let's kind of also, uh, you know, take into consideration your recent achievements and the Empowerment Drive initiative, which is also key to understanding a business's trajectory. Uh, Dennis, could you tell us more about your recent accomplishments and a little bit more about the Empowerment Drive initiative? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've had some great success, knock on wood, and we're very grateful for every, you know, person that has, you know, supported us as well as coached our team. You know, my my three mentors and my three, you know, business partners, I would say Vicky, who's basically like my dad, you know, just been in my corner every single day. Uh, Dave, who's his business partner and, you know, my business partner as well. And then Aziz, my partner and Vicky's brother-in-law. So we're very much so a family business. I would say, you know, from that perspective, just very grateful to have each other. So in terms of the main accomplishments, there's nothing more I can accomplish than just having, you know, this amazing family of people that are there to support each other thick through thin. doesn't matter how big or small the business is. It's just since day one, we've been here. Mm -hmm. Aside from that, you know, the professional accomplishments are great and they continue to grow. We look at it, or I look at it from a perspective of climbing a mountain. You know, we can continue to build on these great accomplishments. How can we can continue? How can we continue to, you know, sort of do amazing work and put it out there? So, with some of the clients we're working with, they are the biggest in their industry, and there's like just first of firsts for for a lot of things, which is pretty exciting. So, I love innovation. I like those kind of things in terms of accomplishments. Now, the the one thing that I think stands out now this year that I'm very proud of that I would say Aziz is really, so my business partner, our CMO, he's just basically kind of ideated this, but I think it's his brainchild and really a lot of the credit goes towards him. 
And Arushi, who is now supporting this on our back end as well, she's our marketing coordinator, but we are working on the Empowerment Drive. And the Empowerment Drive is a program that we put together for Canadian entrepreneurs. You know what? I would say it's not only for Canadian entrepreneurs, it's actually for entrepreneurs around the world. We don't care where anyone's based because just we you know we've been doing business globally ourselves, right? But the idea is that there's so many businesses out there that are underrepresented, whether it be, you know, women in business, it'd be minority, other any minority groups, basically, right? So it could be LGBT, it could be BIPOC, any any groups that are just not really given a fair chance fully. So we wanted to provide the package that kind of even out the playing field to say, you know what, we have so many amazing diverse businesses. Why don't we create a little bit of a competition and some almost like a Shark Tank, Dragon's Den thing. But at the end of the day, like 10 people should basically get some value out of this, like some tremendous value. So the idea is that and out of all the applications, we have panel of judges, really esteemed judges, really, really like masters of their industries. So you get some really amazing feedback. So if anything, it's like you get some coaching, you get some improvement and feedback on your ideas from like leaders of their industry. And then the kicker is, is that we're then giving away basically $25,000 worth of services as a package. So like you get a full strategy plan with, you know, experienced, you know, McKenzie, Accenture, Deloitte, kind of EY consultants, all that we have, right? So we're paying for all of this. And it's just a way for us to kind of provide some sort of guiding blocks of whatever has worked for us to scale. We know what works out there. We've done so much research. We have all this access to amazing talent. Mm -hmm. And we just wanted to provide a very easy way for people to get access to that. So on top of that, we're also partnering up with CDAP, so the Canadian government, as we have, you know, we're an authorized firm. So even though anyone that doesn't win that $25,000, they're still eligible to get basically $15,000 as a full grant, no strings attached from the Canadian government if they're a Canadian business. And then they can get a $100,000 interest-free loan with no problem, right? So for us, it's really a matter of kind of providing the, we call it TED, so the empowerment drive, right? The TED for short. The idea is that minorities in this country need a bit more of a fair chance. And we're hoping that this can provide like a little bit of that starting point, you know, <laughs> to be able to really create a bigger storm. And we think it's going to pay off in the long term. It's quite exciting to hear about your recent achievements and the empowerment drive, Dennis. I mean, these endeavors really reflect your commitment to growth and positive societal impact. And before we conclude, Dennis, do you have any final pieces of advice or thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience, particularly those embarking on their entrepreneurial journey? I'm not a fan of unsolicited advice, so I would not uh, provide advice, but rather, you know, some experience that has helped me at least in my own journey. And, you know, perhaps it might be right for someone in your audience, but I'm a big believer of reading books. And I think, you know, I personally have learned so much over the past couple of years, just by reading and picking up, whether it be audiobooks or physical books, there's so much wisdom and already, you know, so many people that have done exactly what you're doing right now, likely gone through the exact same issues and challenges, tribulations. So it provides a little bit of, you know, that wisdom that we're all missing. So, you know, pick up some good books. And if you're ever in search of something, follow up, uh, follow our newsletter because you, you'll get a new book every month or at every high tide, there will be a new book coming out. <laughs> so we always do a book review about like once or twice a month. And we tend to, to source that from our audience too. <laughs> so read a book. 
Thank you so much, Dennis, for sharing the wealth of knowledge with us today. And I'm pretty sure our audience would learn a lot from your experience. And it was quite, quite insightful and inspiring at the same time. So thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you again for having me. Just very grateful and just elated to be here. You know, an amazing opportunity. And I think what you're doing for small businesses in Canada is amazing and inspiring as well. So keep up the amazing work. And you, I, I think I should say the same to you as well. We love the work that you're doing and we wish you and Tidal Commerce both uh, continued success. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Take it easy. You as well. Take care. As we conclude today's enlightening conversation with Dennis Goria, we're left with a treasure trove of key insights. Uh, from understanding the importance of a clearly defined business purpose and its profound impact on growth to the nuances of managing a diverse global team and fostering a culture of empowerment, Dennis's experiences offers a wealth of knowledge. His journey as a young entrepreneur showcases the unique challenges and opportunities faced by youth in business today, emphasizing innovation, adaptability, and resilience. We also extend our gratitude to our partners RBC, UPS, and Zero. Remember to subscribe to the Canadian SME Small Business Magazine for more inspiring content by visiting canadiansme.ca. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to bringing you more engaging and informative episodes in the future. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Canadian SME Small Business Podcast. Your support fuels our passion for empowering Canadian businesses. Don't miss out on our next episode filled with fresh perspectives and actionable strategies. Subscribe at canadiansme.ca and be part of a community that's shaping the future of Canadian business. Until next time, keep innovating, growing, and making a difference.